right, just for the record, I am not a fan of the Gospel of John. You've heard me say that. Mm -hmm. Lots of times. That I consider it a literary apology for the divinity of Christ. However, with that said, occasionally John, in his argument for the divinity of Christ, gets it right. Gets it right in the sense that not that he was wrong, I mean, because everybody's you know, entitled to their opinion, but he gets it right in the sense of how do we live in this world with Jesus as our Messiah? How do we really get along in this world? Why do we do what we do? He gets into the 15th chapter and he has Jesus say the following. I am the real vine. And my creator is the farmer. The creator cuts off every branch of me that doesn't bear grapes. And every branch that is grape bearing gets pruned back so it will bear even more. You are already pruned back by the message that I have spoken. I want to stop there for just a second to make sure that we catch this. You're already pruned back by the <laughs> message that I've spoken. We all understand, right, that Jesus is not talking literally here, that he's giving us a picture. So I want you to think for a minute, what could he possibly be talking about that prunes us back from the message? What message did he give us that cuts us back? Anybody want to take a shot at this? Dogmatic teaching? Uh-uh. You've heard me say this a hundred times. There is no life if there is no forgiveness. no forgiveness. In other words, if you're going to grow, what happens to you folks as you grow? You always find something that gets up in your way, and only for you to be able to progress, you've got to prune back. And that means you've got to be able to forgive. You've got to let it go, or you're going to get stuck right where you're at. Right where you're at. <laughs> this is why I say to John every once in a while, man, he gets it at a point that hits us right at home. Amen? All right, here. Live in me. Make your home in me just as I do in you. In the same way that a branch can't bear grapes by itself, but only being joined to the vine can you bear fruit. Unless you are joined with me, I am the vine, you are the branches. When you are joined with me I and I with you, the relation intimate and organic, the harvest is sure to be abundant. Separate, you can't produce a thing. Anyone who separates from me is dead wood gathered up and thrown onto the bonfire. But if you make yourself at home with me and my words are at home in you, you can be sure that whatever you ask will be listened to and acted upon. This is the good news of Jesus Christ. Now, there's a whole lot in there to unwrap. But the first thing that you got to do in order to unwrap this is understand the allegory. There are people today that are preaching out of the, uh, the lectionary 
they're going to preach about this. And here's what they're going to preach about. They are going to preach about that if you're not tied to Jesus, you're going to hell. They are going to preach about that if you haven't got Jesus, you're not saved. And here is the proof. I am here to tell you this morning that that is a complete misreading of what Jesus is trying to teach us. And of course, you all sit there and look at me and go, well, that doesn't surprise me that you say that, Pastor. But here's why. Jesus is making a, a point here. We call ourselves Christians. We call ourselves followers of Christ. And so Jesus is just making a very logical statement here. Number one, you have been given free will by God. And you need a little help in your choice making. You can't do it by yourself. And so you got to understand that if you're going to be fruitful, if you're going to have a life that is full of life, you've got to do that with what? Other folk. You've got to be part of the community. And I am telling you that if you follow me, you will produce much. Now, let's, let's play with that for a second. Because there will be people that will say, oh, pastor, you're just being... You're playing semantics. But there are whole theologies that are made to feel you guilty, make you feel guilty because you haven't been saved or you haven't been baptized or you haven't had communion. And I'm telling you right now this morning, as clearly as I can, that that is bad theology because that is not what Jesus is saying. What Jesus is saying is, that God and I are in such a close relationship that if you do what I say, it's the same thing as following God. You understand the difference? Do you get what that means? It means that if you want a roadmap for your life, Jesus has just handed it to you. Do you know what God wants from you? Jesus has just handed you the roadmap. What do we know that roadmap to be? Well, we know the first thing is what? Forgive. What do we know from Micah that God requires of us? That you be just. That you be fair. That you be merciful. And that you have a humble relationship with God. Oh, by the way, did you hear what the Apostle of John got in his writing? You can't know God if you don't what? No love. If you don't love, what is Jesus saying? If you want to know what love is, I've got the map. I can show you what that is. Folks, that's not an either or. That is still within your free will. I'm not saying that if you don't follow Jesus that you're going to go to hell. I'm not saying that if you're not following Jesus, that you're some kind of bad person. But I am saying, when you come to me and say, Pastor, what do I got to do to get through? Pastor, how do I come out to my family? Pastor, how do I get a place to live? Pastor, how do I get a job? Well, you know, Jesus has got a map for that. And where it starts is being able to forgive. And you can forgive if you what? 
if you love. And why does that work? Because it's in the practice of those two things that you know that God loves you. If you want to test yourself every day when you get up, here's what you need to ask yourself. Are you willing to obey the command that Jesus gave you? What is the command that Jesus gave you besides love all the dogs? <laughs> what is the command that Jesus gave you? Love God. I mean, no. Love one another. As, As I have loved you. Us, yeah. Yep, that's one command he gave you. I give you a new command, a new command, that you love one another as I have loved you, which is what? It's forgiving, it's sacrificial, it's stepping outside of oneself to take care of people's needs. Wow. That is completely the opposite of the world we live in, amen? The world that we live in says, if you do me wrong, I'm going to kill you. If you do me wrong, I'm sending you to prison. If you do me wrong, I'm going to sue you. If you do me wrong, I'm never talking to you again. If you do me wrong, I will find a way for vengeance. Are you willing to love each other and to love God? The connection is simple. If you love God, then you're going to love each other. Are you willing to forgive each other and trust God to forgive you? You know, it hit me this morning as I was writing this that that's the issue. That's really the issue, isn't it, James? It isn't whether it, I mean, we talk about it's really hard to forgive people because we get really pissy. But deep down, you know, that place where nobody else goes, what makes it so hard to forgive people when they do us wrong is we're not exactly sure that God has forgiven us. What did you hear this morning? I am the vine. I am the map. I give you what you need in order to live. Be assured this morning that no matter what you've done, no matter where you've gone, no matter what you've said, no matter what you've thought, you are forgiven. Let that sit there for a second. No matter where you've gone, no matter what you've done, no matter what you've thought, no matter what you've said, you are forgiven. No matter what you've done, no matter where you've gone, no matter what you've said, you are forgiven. Now live your life like it. God bless you.